Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Okay. Hi. Um, this whole conversation of God has what you need for today, um, I didn't title it well. I wasn't quite sure what to title this. I just know that this is the heart of the Father right now in this present time. I was literally thinking, he asked me, he said, Nikki, what is a good father? And um, unlike many, I have had the privilege of having an earthly father who is extraordinary and wonderful. And my children have a wonderful father. And so in the flesh, I've seen it, what a great father is. And so I literally wrote out what a good father is. Um, and I promise this is going to seem a little disjointed, but I'm, I'm going somewhere. So track with me. Okay. Um, I wrote this down. This was just in me talking to the Lord. I said, he provides for his family's needs. He protects them. He shelters them. He makes sure that they know that they are loved. He makes sure that they feel safe. He will sacrifice himself for them. He honors his bride. He leads by example. And he wants nothing but good for his family. And God said, I am all those things and more. And I was like, show me. And he took me to 2 Corinthians 6, 18. <coughs> Pardon me. Excuse me. Oh, I am nursing the coffee today, y'all. Okay. 2 Corinthians. What? This is Paul. We're going to stay here a lot in 2 Corinthians 6. But um, 2 Corinthians 6, 18. It says. Well, let's go to the right chapter. That would be so helpful. It says. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. Um, he sees us as his kids and he is not a reprobate father. He is not a mean father. He is not a sometimes father. His covenant with us is as father. And so I went back in Isaiah where Isaiah 49. Let's go back in Isaiah. Isaiah prophesied. He was a prophet and he like made all these prophecies of Jesus. I don't know the timeline long before Jesus came and he was, he was speaking it out. He's coming, he's coming in the very details of, of what Jesus would do and the things that Jesus had to fulfill in his life um, that we would know he is the Messiah when he came. And so in Isaiah 49, it says this, it's a little long, but track with me y'all track with me. 49, 8 through 13. Thus says the Lord, um, in an acceptable time, I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. I will preserve you and give you a covenant to the people to restore the earth, to cause them to inherit the desolate heritages. That's a hard word. Heritages. Yeah. Okay. Then you may say to the prisoners, go forth. To those who are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed along the roads, and their pastures shall be on all their desolate heights. They shall neither hunger nor thirst, neither heat nor sun shall strike them. For he who has mercy on them will lead them. Even by the springs of water, he will guide them. 
I will make each of my mountains a road and my highways shall be elevated. Surely those shall come from afar. Look, they shall say, those from the north and the west and those from the land of Sinem. Sing, O heavens, be joyful, O earth, and break out in singing, O mountains, for the Lord has comforted his people and will have mercy on his afflicted. This is what was saying was going to come to God's people in the right time. And in verse A, where it, where it says, and in the day of salvation, the word salvation there, it's translated as deliverance, victory, prosperity, health, help, saving, and welfare. Those are all things that a dad is in charge of. So I'm going somewhere. Let's remove this. It's doing me no good. Now, go back to 2 Corinthians 6. <coughs> Gravy. I rebuke that cough in the name of Jesus. It's just a tickle and it's annoying the crud out of me. Okay. Thank you for tracking with me. I promise I'm going somewhere. 2 Corinthians 6. I should have marked it and I didn't. What am I looking at now? 6, 1 through 2. Um, when then, is that right? Yep, okay. We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. I once took a rabbit trail with the Lord thinking about the commandment that says thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. And we use that to say, don't say, oh God, or flippantly say the name of God. And I, to a degree respect, I don't disagree. But when I got married, I took my husband's name. And with it wasn't just a, I'm a weller now. People can pronounce my last name now. It was all the benefits of being his bride. And God said, people take the name of Christ follower in vain all the time. They take that label. They call themselves followers of Christ, but they take no advantage of all the benefits of now having his name and his authority that comes with it. And so we then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. You've received his grace extended towards you. Now everything in that gift basket is yours. And in the acceptable time, he's heard us. And in the day of salvation, he has helped us. Go to 6, 16 through 17. It says this, and what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. 18 goes on to say, I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and my daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. God has every intention of delivering you of keeping you safe and secure, of making sure you know that you are loved. It's one thing to be to, to be safe, but to feel safe, separate thing. 
It's one thing to have provision, but to perceive the provision that it's there for you. That's why this daily relationship is so important because he's working on not just getting to you what you need, but also renewing your mind so that you do perceive it is there. You do know that you are loved. You do know that he has already gone before you and that he's making the roads, roads right as up to meet you, that he is going to cover your back. So let's go on here. Um, hmm. Anything that we elevate above God or give God's rightful place in our thoughts, in our habits, in our attitudes, those are idols. And so those are revealed as we learn more who he is and he tells us who we are. We That's where the exchange of things that we put in a place of idolatry for our provision, for our protection, for our comfort, for any of our needs, it comes in the exchange of learning of him, of letting him sit in those places in our hearts. And it, uh, I'm not being articulate, Lord. All I'm saying is where you are feeling the word, God saying, return to the word, come back to the word, return to the word. That's where he's going to display his heart of a father to you. That's where he's going to show you the places where idols have been set up totally unbeknownst to you. And he wants to come in and throw those things to the side and be the protector and be the shield and be the lover and be the kindness that will soothe your heart. It all happens in that exchange. Let me turn the page over here. Let's go to Psalms 55. Going back, are we going to come back here? Hmm, no? Okay. Okay, wait for it. Psalms 55, verse 22. It says this. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Um, to move is to slip, to fall, to be fallen in decay. So he's never going to let you fall and be swallowed up by the chaos around you if you stay hooked up to him. And I had this vision. I wrote it down. Um, I see a father and he's holding a child's hand securely and ahead of them is foggy and unclear. The child sees a tall cliff and ice under their feet. And the dad is saying, I've got you. I won't let you fall. Move forward with me. I have good things ahead. Don't let go of me. I will not let go of you and I won't let you slip and I won't let you fall. That's what I see. I see this strong dad and he has this kid's hand. That's your hand. And you can't see completely clear ahead. And you perceive the cliffs to your right and to your left that if you fall, it's all over. And you feel even ice on your feet where you don't even feel secure standing where you are. Don't pay attention to your feet that feel unstable. Don't pay attention to the right or to the left. Hold on to his hand by choosing to return to the word of God. To remember the good father that you have who is not going to allow you to be moved, to fall. He's not. But with permission, we return to the word and learn of him. With permission, we keep our hands, our hearts securely fastened to his. 
and we believe him more and more as we return to the word of God, that he does have good things for us, that we're not being directed into destruction, that we're not a lost cause or too far gone, or that the enemy isn't so big that the enemy is going to come up and, and rip your hand from God. That's not real. He can't. The enemy can't come and say, oh, I'm going to put myself between you and God. No, no, no. It's when we let go of God's hand. It's when we don't remember who he is. It's when we don't allow the word of God to renew our mind and expose those uh, places that have not enthroned God where he is, that the enemy so slyly takes your hand that's loosened its grip and grips it on something else for protection, for provision, for comfort, for acknowledging that we are loved. And then we'll still call ourselves Christ followers, but the name that we have taken, the benefits we are not walking in. How many Christians do you know that their life does not look like a child of the Most High God who is protected and loved? I have had places in my whole own life that don't look like that. But as I have returned to the word, as I have acknowledged God with my attention, which is to worship him, attention, he has come in and he has restored what in my not knowing was stolen. And he has brought life and wisdom and wholeness and peace and clarity. And I don't know 20 steps ahead but I know right now the heart of the Father is saying, return to the word, return to the word, because in it you will find me and everything that you need. And today is the day of salvation. Today, we don't have to wait. He has what you need today, right here, right now. <sighs> Let's go to Hebrews 6.18. Heading right again. I know it's quiet tone today, but this is for somebody's heart. 6, 18 through 20. Well, let's go back to 17. Thus God determined to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise. The immutably, is that how you say that? Immutability, I am in. Wait, immutability. Yep. <laughs> Have I mentioned I'm tired? I'm so sorry. Okay, let's let's start this again. <laughs> God determined to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his <laughs> counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation. Who have fled to, who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of our souls, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence be, behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. I have this. Wait a minute. It's right here. Where's the other one? This is how I'm holding God's hand. I found this this morning when I was putting on makeup. 1023. 
go to Hebrews 10.23. It goes right back to this. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. I go back to this verse in my heart, and if you're in my real life, you will hear me say, my God is faithful. Often. Because that is me holding his hand. That is me trusting that he is going to provide for me and my family. That any place where I have been deceived by the enemy, he is going to uncover. That when I am tired and he wants me to go and display his love to others, that he is more than faithful to send out his word with the power to perform what it was sent out to do, to change hearts. My God is faithful. If you hear nothing else, I just want to remind you, put the word in front of you. Return to it. Ask God to show you himself as the father who is holding your hand and is not letting go. The father that says today is the day of your help. Today is the day of salvation. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. I was uh, tucking my kids in bed last night and they're just wonderful. I love my children. And I just was overwhelmed with the beauty of them uniquely. I was just like, Lord, I just love them. How is it that you love me more than I love my children? I don't. But I want to encourage you, if you have not had an earthly father that was good to you or not emotionally available to you or in your life or didn't want you or wasn't a good provider or did not make sure you knew you were loved, you have a God who is pursuing your heart who wants to show you how much you were wanted. He wanted you way before you were ever born. That's why he sent Jesus. That's actually why he made the whole world because he wanted to know you. Every answer to the lies that the enemy is trying to bring right now are answered and fulfilled in knowing that A, today is the day of salvation. B, our God is a good father and he goes before us and he's beside us and he's not letting go of us. And we don't have to fear the future. We don't, we don't. So I love you guys. And if the enemy has in any way tried to pull your heart away from the truth that you're loved by a good God, Sit down with the word and say, Lord, show me the truth. And his perfect love will be revealed. And that fear that you'll never be enough to be loved well. Or that the bad guys are winning and we're not safe. Or what are the lies they're whispering right now? That you're alone. That you're too broken. that the season has passed for all the things you were promised. Hmm. My God is the God of the, he is a redeemer. His name is redeemer.
He is the Redeemer. Oh, so let me pray for y'all. Let me read one more thing to you that God reminded me this morning. It was in Jeremiah. What was it? Jeremiah 31. Let's go to Jeremiah 31. Thirty-one, three through four. Where is it? Oh my. Okay. The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness I have drawn you. Again I will build you, and you shall be rebuilt, O Virgin of Israel. You shall again be adorned with your tambourines, and shall go forth in the dances of those who rejoice. Okay, I wasn't going to share this because it's personal, but he told me to share it, so I will. Don't cry, Nikki. You're allowed to cry. I know. Um, can you all tell I'm tenderhearted today? I am, and it's a good thing. So this morning, I was taking a hot shower. It was glorious. As you know, my shower is a holy place. <laughs> and I closed my eyes and I saw Jesus. And he was braiding my hair. I was like, well, that's new. Braiding my hair. And he said, you should go look up braiding hair in the Bible. And I was like, all right, that's random. Sure. So I finished my shower and thanked him for loving on me. He was just looking at me, braiding my hair and just enjoying being with me. I was like, that's so sweet. And very random. Okay. And so um, I got out of the shower and I was literally blow drying my hair and like Googling with my phone because that's how you study the Bible. I was like braiding hair in the Bible. <laughs> and it was all these scriptures about how women shouldn't braid their hair and they shouldn't adorn themselves with gold and pearls. They should, you know, women shouldn't braid their hair. Um, and it was about walking in humility and all that stuff. And I was like, well, this says I shouldn't braid my hair. I don't live by those laws, but all I see, Lord, is you braiding my hair. What does that mean? And he said, you are not to adorn yourself, but I will adorn you with beauty. And I will adorn you with peace and righteousness because it pleases me. And I was like, oh my gosh. So then when he had me read this, where is it? 31. Again, I will build you. And you shall be rebuilt, O virgin of Israel. You shall again be adorned with your tambourines and shall go forth in the dance of those who rejoice. <clears throat> he has loved you with an everlasting love. And he is rebuilding you. And he is adorning you. And you will dance. And you will rejoice in the days to come. Because our God is faithful. And today is the day of salvation. Now don't let go of his hand. Learn of him and what he says in the word of God. Learn of who you are and move forward. There are good days to come. There is much dancing and rejoicing to come. We have a wedding feast to go to. And I don't know the timetables of all that is to come. I just know he's saying, don't let go of my hand. I'm right here. I have good things ahead. Okay, Lord. So. He's braiding your hair too. I don't care if you're as bald as my husband or you have this wookie like me. So let me pray. 
um, peace in your family and in your home. Well, let's do that first. Tom, I command peace in your household. Peace in the name of Jesus. Unity. I thank you, Lord, that there are ears opening up to hear the truth, that what is said is clear and not misunderstood. And I thank you that um, people are coming together in unity and expecting to see good things ahead. Peace in the name of Jesus. I thank, I thank you for whole atmospheres of people's homes changing in the name of Jesus. Lord, we expect to see fruit. We expect to see hearts knitted together, quietness where there's been chaos, joy where there has been sorrow. Thank you, Lord, for peace. And I thank you for laughter, laughter and joy and silly things and happy things and easy things and light things coming into households now. In Jesus' name, amen. Keep reading. Joe, I speak healing to your shoulder, to your side, to your ribs. Any, any bones that were out of alignment, any uh, ligaments or tendons that were um, are sore but have um, bruising and just twisted, like I see your rib cage is kind of twisted, um, I rebuke that now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that Joe's body is strong. I thank you that his body is coming into alignment and that it will function better than it ever has, that he won't be in isolation that he'll be able to return to the land of living and out of his home. Thank you for life returning in Jesus' name. Pain go now. In Jesus' name, amen. Please pray for the spine and nerves and to walk. Yes. He is. Um, please pray for healing in your scalp. Yes. Trying to read everything, guys. Healed of Lyme disease, autoimmune disease, stomach infections, allergies, environmental illness. Yes, Denise. Oh. Prayer to recognize God's mercy in my life and appreciate him for it daily. Um, I'm going to mispronounce your name. Edinyanga. Go to the word of God. It will paint a picture of who God is and that you will become more sensitive to who he is. And that will make you actually be able to see the mercy in your life, to see his love and provision of that father in your life. The word of God will reflect in what we see now because we will become sensitive to who he is. So I thank you for hearts to see that the word of God does renew our mind and cause us to become sensitive to what you're doing, Father, so that we can rejoice. I thank you for full bodies and immune systems resetting, not over reacting or attacking ourselves, but perfect balance in our body. No Lyme disease, no EI, nothing but a system that works properly now in the name of Jesus. Yes, I rebuke the spirit of rejection now in the name of Jesus. You go. You are not forsaken or forgotten. You are a child of the Most High God. 
Thank you, Lord, that you are silencing the spirits that are lying now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for peace entering into people's hearts. I thank you for people understanding the authority that was given with your name. And they raise up and they resist the enemy and he must flee. I thank you for people commanding their bodies, every part, every joint, every part to go back. Go back to where you designed it, you the perfect creator. I thank you for fruit now, and this is a day of rejoicing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow, thank you, Lord. Well, I bless your week. I um, I hope you have a good one, a really good week. But I expect this to be a day of rejoicing for you, and I expect to hear how you had a revelation that God is your Father, and today is the day of salvation. You are rescued and you hold on to his hand and you move forward, not in fear, but in expecting to see your good father who is faithful. So see you next week. And I love you. Thank you for your time. Bye. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.